Five lessons of a Greek tragedy that South Africa desperately needs to learn. Dr. Kopia Georg is a senior lecturer in African Institute for Financial Markets and Risk Management at UCT. And Prof, we've watched the drama unfolding in Greece. It's now moved into the European Union and deadlines and all sorts of threats being made against the Greeks unless they become more compliant. Let's forget that for time being and just look at what we need to learn from Greece's mistakes and it's about debt really and it's about debt for consumption um, which is the biggest lesson that comes out of this. Yes, I think the, the biggest lesson that we can learn that excessive debt for private and government consumption really is a bad idea for two reasons. First, you tie yourself as a government um, because of the debt that, that you take on it, it accumulates interest, it tires on, it prevents you from designing a budget as you want it to be in the future. So by taking on large amounts of debt, you can't really make policy in the future because for debt, there's an upper limit. So you tie yourself, and, and that, that's a bad idea in terms of policy design. The second reason is that you, can only, that you can only spend this money once. It doesn't generate any kind of revenue stream. It doesn't generate anything profitable other than very short-term gains meaning you make a few voters happy by doing so. So if you borrow money today, at some point in the future, it might be next year, it might be 5 or 10 or 15 years from now, there's a consequence. You've got to then raise taxes for that generation of workers to pay for this year's debt, surely. Yeah, the, the big lesson here is that today's debt is, to, debt is tomorrow's taxes. Uh, you, if you raise debt today, it will have to be repaid in the future. It will have to be repaid at future generations and... Uh, that's something that you need to keep in mind when you when you raise the debt because you, you need to invest it. Otherwise, you spend it today and you tax it tomorrow and that will create a lot of unhappiness. Also, it, it comes down to politics as well. And we see over the years when politics goes bad and it impacts economics negatively, and especially if young people are affected, young people tend to be a bit more populist in their political thinking. And that's a risk that many countries face. Greece is just going through it itself right now. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a big lesson for South Africa. When you look at the rise of the EFF uh, in South Africa, it is mainly driven by uh, by a young electorate and by young people that feel neglected by what they call old politics. Um, their needs have not been addressed. There, there was no um, no improvement of the schooling system. There is still this rampant youth unemployment with 50%. One in yeah. two young people is unemployed in South Africa and in Greece. It's the same number. So I think the big lesson is that if you do not take care of your youth, uh, at some point they will come together and start marching on your capital. Uh, and yeah, we, we see we see it happening here. We see it happening all over the world. Spain has got this big problem as well in terms of youth unemployment. Is there a problem of collusion? There's a suggestion that just governments and banks and lenders are just too closely connected. That there is a, a level of a high level of corruption that happens so far out of the public eye we can't even begin to compute it. I think there is there is a, a big influence that especially the Greek government has exerted over the over their banks. In South Africa, the um, this bank sovereign nexus is not as strong. But when you look at the at the PIC at the public investment company, there's also very strong influence uh, that you've seen in the Vodacom deal lately. So that's something to worry about. When the state is too closely linked to the financial sector and to the banking system, it makes it very difficult. When there is a crisis for the state to bail out the bank, and that's that's an important lesson. This is a this is a safety measure. When worst comes to worst, you need to be able to bail out the banks. You need to be able to save them, and that doesn't work 
if you as a state depend too strongly on your own banks for your finances. Because this bad cycle is exactly what amplifies the problem in Greece. And one of the big lessons here is that we should keep a very close eye on the links between government and our banks. Uh, I mean, I flagged it the other day. You mentioned the Vodacom deal. Like, hold on a second. The government pensioners are getting a good deal. They got a discount on Vodacom shares. And in return, they gave some of the cash that they had sitting uh, within the Public Investment Corporation's coffers. They gave that to government to help bail out ESCOM. But I raised the point that if government could do it in a good deal like Vodacom, they can also do it in a series of bad deals if they run short enough of money. That's exactly the problem, um, that uh, that one good deal doesn't make up for the risk of having a lot of bad deals and how good this deal is will turn out in the future. So it's it's not so clear. If, if government really was the better banker, they would have been more successful in state banking in the past. But all indication is that government is not ideally suited to find out what is good investment and what is bad investment because their incentives are slightly different from that of the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's some, that's why we need to be very worried about this uh, this linkages. And, and it's also, I suppose, comes down to domestic policy and the importance of domestic policy. Um, your policy versus the policy of the people who lend you the money, ultimately. I think that's what it boils down to in, in Europe at the moment. It's a, it's a political crisis driven by domestic policy, both in Greece and in Germany. The referendum that Tsipras has called was mainly for domestic policy reasons. He needed to tame the hardliners within Syriza. He needed to give them an incentive to stay in line because Tsipras himself wanted to agree to the creditors' terms. Uh, there was They were very close to, a, to an agreement when he walked out of the talks, held this referendum, and this is mainly driven by domestic policy. The same kind of domestic policy from the conservative hardliners are at play in Germany. Uh, any, kind of, um, any kind of debt restructuring will have to be uh, approved by the German Bundestag. Um, that is something that that is very difficult to achieve because Merkel needs a majority of her own party behind her and she needs to get them all in line. Whether or not she can do that is actually everything but clear. So the domestic policy in Greece, in Germany, in Finland, in, in all the creditor countries plays a major role in understanding what's going to happen until this Sunday, what, what has been called the final, final deadline. Uh, and I think that's the key lesson from this crisis. It's a political one, and it's driven by domestic concerns. I mean, yeah, we've got a political crisis. It's also an economic crisis. And ultimately, though, the people who are suffering are the most vulnerable in society, the elderly. It comes down to supplies on the shelves. It comes down to the supply of animal feed, for goodness sake, lots of which is imported into Greece, and they can't afford to import it. I mean, this is a real. This runs the risk of becoming a humanitarian problem in Europe, of all places. I will be a bit careful with using the term humanitarian problem. In Syria, we have humanitarian problems. No, fair enough, fair in enough. In Ukraine. Okay. But it's, it is definitely a, a big social problem, yep. and it's a problem uh, that many um, humanitarian organizations would be able to address because if Greece is reduced to a barter economy, which they are close to, they, they, they run out of cash, they run out of coins. So you can't buy small things because the, uh, the bakery doesn't have small coins to give you appropriate change. So it, this, this creates lots of friction. This creates, especially for the vulnerable uh, people in society, lots of problems. So yes, that, that definitely puts a strain to it. Calling it a humanitarian um, uh, problem would be a bit too much. But yes, uh, the, the people that will suffer from this crisis are, of course, the most vulnerable one. And I hope that political leaders in Europe take their historic responsibility seriously and um, keep those vulnerable people in mind when they come to their decision.
Dr. Kopia Georg, thank you very much. Great analysis, as always. Senior lecturer at the African Institute for Financial Markets and Risk Management at the University of Cape Town.